the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, family. Good morning. A lot of people tell me, Father, God doesn't work in my life. Father, I don't see God's grace moving. I don't see God doing any change in my life. I don't see God active in my life. Today, the gospel shows us the quite opposite. Jesus gives us this image of agriculture, and he gives us image of the sower, who is actually him, and the seed, which is his word, which is his grace, and how he is constantly throwing the seed. He's always constantly working, contrary to what we might think, but how you and I don't always listen or don't always accept. So God is always working. Grace is always being planted in our hearts. It's up to us what we're doing with it. It's up to us if we are really actually making room for the grace of God to work in our lives. He gives three different examples of three different types of soil. And he says that these three different types of soils symbolize three different types of people. Now, this is really actually what's cool is that this is God's perspective. This is what God sees in us. He says he sees us classified in three different types of groups. Now, these three different types of people are the people that do not hear the word of God for three different reasons. Many different reasons, but classified in these three different reasons. The very first one is the soil, the mud, the thick mud. He says that these people are like those who hear the word of God. They, they hear it. Like right now you're hearing my Qaraj voice because I know it's Qaraj. Okay? You're hearing my voice, but you don't understand necessarily the word of God. You don't understand what you read. A lot of people tell me, Father, I really try to read the Bible, but I just don't understand it. Now, the devil will use this weakness. He will use our ignorance against us. One time, I, gave, I, I, was at a, I was at a funeral, or I was doing the funeral mass, and always at funeral masses, I always announce just before communion that if you are not Catholic, we welcome you here, but we ask you please not to receive Holy Communion which is a teaching of our faith. And then, um, and then I'll, always, I'll always say, you know, to our Catholics today, who maybe haven't practiced their faith, they haven't been to Mass, they haven't been to confession, we also encourage you as well to place your hands over your chest and not to receive communion until you've been to confession. That's Scripture. That's in 1 Corinthians, St. Paul's letter for, to Corinthians, chapter 10 and 11. So, after mass a woman comes up to me and she says father how dare you i said i'm sorry how dare you who do you think you are to tell me not to receive communion okay all right so have you read first corinthians chapter 10 where saint paul says not to receive communion in an unworthy manner otherwise you bring judgment against yourself so all I'm doing right now is I didn't tell you not to receive communion. I gave us a teaching from Scripture and from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. These are not my words. These are the words of Jesus. These are the words of God. And she just went off. And she left the church 
angry. She fell away. She couldn't receive it because she didn't even understand it. See how dangerous it is, my brothers and sisters, when we don't understand our faith, the devil will use that against us to make us angry or to make us confused, and then we don't really actually want to continue in our faith. How important it is for us to not make assumptions, but to really truly not just hear, but to really listen. How many of us are really listening? Then he gives the example of the rocky ground. And he says that the rocky ground are the people who get really excited about their faith and they're all into it and they're praying and they're fasting, but only for a little while. How many of us get really excited about our faith for a little bit and we're telling ourselves, I'm going to pray a rosary today and I'm going to read the Bible today and I'm going to do all this and we're doing it for a little bit, but the minute temptations and trials and difficulties come, I'm not praying. There's no point. I'll pray later. I don't have time. Jesus says, these are, the, these are the rocky grounds. We're rocky people. Meaning, like, we're fickle. We're one day this, we're one day that. Is that us? The minute difficulties come, we no longer want to pray. We no longer want to deal with it, right? And really the reason why we give up so easily when difficulties come is because the whole motivation for our prayer at the beginning was really not for God. You know what the motivation was, right? The motivation when we were praying was me. It was all about me when I was praying. It wasn't really about Jesus. Because if it was about Jesus, no matter what comes my way, I'm not going to stop praying because it's about him. And I can't leave him. I can't live without him. How many of us, when we're praying, the motivation is just me? And how Jesus knows what our real motivation is, is when temptation and trials come. He tests the soil to see how genuine are we, how real are we, and why are we really praying? Why are we really there? Why are we here? The third soil is he says the soil that's filled with thorns now he he gives this and he says that the people this this symbolizes the people who receive the word of god they hear it they receive it but the cares of the world and the riches of the world they choke the grace of god out of us many of us today are living in a double life. We're living a double life. And what I mean by that is we're at church on Sundays, we pray, you know, throughout our day here and there, but really our heart and our mind is more consumed with how much money we have, what we wear, what we look like, working day and night just to have that extra purse, that extra car, that extra watch, that extra whatever to make ourselves feel good. Many of us are living obsessed with what people think about us. What people are going to say about me. What they think about me. What are they going to say about me? Many of us are more consumed with that than we are with what God says about me. What God sees in me. And what God has given me. 
Jesus says that we will never ever be able to receive and live in his word if we are obsessed with the cares of the world and with riches. Now, I'm not saying that we can't live comfortable, luxurious lives. I mean, those are, those are beautiful things. But if that is what my motive is, and if that's all I care about, then the grace of God, I can put on a cross, I can, I can even spit out scripture, I can act like I'm a, I'm, I'm a real Christian, but really deep down inside, I'm a clouchy. Y'all know what a clouchy is? It's like a con artist. So which one are we? Now, the good soil, he says, are those who hear the word of God, they understand it, and then they do it. So there's, there's three steps there. I can hear the word of God. I need to understand it, which means I need to put some effort to really take some time to study it. And then I need to do it. How many of us today are allowing the grace of God to really actually make a change, to really actually work in our hearts. That means that I need to work with Him. St. Paul says in the reading today, anybody that's a Christian that is not working, cast him off. Don't have anything to do with him. If he's not, if he's not praying and working, meaning you have to have action. We can pray, we can say, but we have to have action. Matthew Kelly is a really good Catholic writer. I think he's, he's really good for our time today. And he says that there are four traits of a really dynamic Catholic, a person that the Word of God is actually working in and is bearing fruit. That's the good soil. He says the first trait of a real dynamic Catholic, someone who's bearing fruit, is someone who makes prayer a priority in his day. Meaning, Every single day, he has a specific time to spend with God in his day. It doesn't matter what time it is, but he will not miss a day without being with God. Without really having conversation, without talking to him, opening up to him, listening to him. Someone who really actually prays, not just our Father, Hail Mary, glory be, da, 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 oh, pray my novena, and then that's it. No, no, someone who really takes the time. Sit in silence. The second trait of a real Catholic is somebody who studies the faith. Somebody who takes the time to really actually figure out not just the, the, what the church teaches, but why she teaches what she teaches. So many of us are confused about what the church teaches, and we don't even actually understand why, and we get angry. So many people are angry at what they think the church is, when it's actually not what the church is. Just pure ignorance. How many of us have taken the time to say, you know what, I don't understand this part of my faith, but you know what, I'm going to do some research. I'm going to go online. I'm going I'm to go on YouTube and put Catholic Church and then put a teaching that I don't understand. And listen, educate ourselves. Knowledge is power, my brothers and sisters. Knowledge is power. When we understand what we believe, it makes all the difference. Our faith comes alive. I can't love someone I don't know and I don't understand. So how many of us today are really studying the faith? You tell me, Father, I don't understand. Okay, fine. There's many times I don't understand. Guess what I do? I go online. I pick up a book. 
because I want to know who God is. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry to understand him. Are we hungry and thirsty to understand the word of God? How many of us actually pick up our Bibles and literally read the scriptures and sit and listen and marinate in his word and try to understand it? We have to study. The third is, the third trait is someone who's, who wants to evangelize. Someone who has a desire to evangelize about the faith. What I mean by evangelize is, is not yelling at people for not doing things, right? Like, you should be going to church on Sundays, okay? We're all good at yelling at people around us. That's not what I mean. What I'm talking about is someone who's actually willing and wants to give witness to how much they love God. Not, not yelling at people for not following the rules. No, I'm talking about people who want to give witness and talk about how much they love God and what God is doing in their life today. The reason why many of us are afraid to talk about our faith like this is because we're around the wrong groups of people. We're sitting at table with the wrong people who do not encourage us to talk about our faith. Who make it awkward or weird to talk about Jesus. And to be honest with you, if it's awkward and weird to talk about Jesus, then I don't want to be hanging out with you. That's what we need to be like, my brothers and sisters. We should, we should be attracted to the people who encourage us to talk about our Catholic faith. Who make it normal to talk about what Jesus is doing in my life today. Who, is, who are going to help me see what Jesus is doing in my life today. So that when I meet strangers, I can talk about it boldly. I don't need to be a coward. So many of us are really, really comfortable talking about what we believe in the church. But the minute we go outside... We don't want to talk about it. We're afraid to admit that we believe in traditional marriage or that we believe in Jesus, that we go to church on Sundays. We're afraid. How many of us are evangelizing today and are bold? We shouldn't care. Who cares what people are going to say about us? Let them call us crazy. The last trait is someone who's generous. The word of God when we listen to him, he makes us more selfless. It makes us generous. That means that not just, I'm not just generous with my money. It means that I'm generous also with my time. I'm generous being patient with the people around me. It makes me less focused on myself. The more I come to him, the more I start turning towards my neighbor and not towards myself. So if the grace of God is working in me, then I'm going to see myself changing. I'm going to see myself wanting to be more compassionate towards other people and listening to them rather than making them listen to me first. See the difference there? The Word of God has the power to make me generous. It's easy to write a check and throw it in the basket. It's hard to be patient with the people that get on our nerves, if you know what I mean, right? So today, my brothers and sisters, if we don't see any of these four traits in our life, that means that, that, that God is trying to plant a seed, but you are not allowing the seed. It's us. It's us. It's not him. We're not allowing the seed to really, truly take root in us. That means that you and I, we're being lazy. 
And St. Paul in the, in, the, in, the, in the letter today says, if, you're, if, if somebody is lazy, don't spend time with them. Are we lazy today? Are we allowing the cares of the world? Are we allowing the devil? Are we allowing our laziness to, to rip the grace of God out of us? If we have no fruit, guys, if we have nothing to, to offer, Jesus says, if a tree doesn't bear fruit, cut it off. So today, let's ask the Holy Spirit to really light a fire in my heart. Like, Holy Spirit, give me a fire to want to pray, to want to study, to want to evangelize, to want to be generous. So that I can bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen.